Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dopp, and on each episode, you will hear powerful stories of one-on-one evangelization, brought to you as a collaboration between Mission of the Redeemer Ministries and Genesis Mission, the Encounters Podcast will encourage you in the Catholic faith, inspire you as a missionary disciple, and equip you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Encounters Podcast with Michelle today. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, thank you, Michael. How are you? Great. You know, when we last spoke, you were bouncing around all the charity shops, buying red hats and garish clothing. What have you been up to the last little while? Uh, Well, my latest uh, excursion is to the local beauty spot. So I just like to get away on my own sometimes, you know, and uh, my the next the encounter I'm going to tell you about today is uh, was happened just this weekend. We're enjoying some really nice weather again in England, even though we're in October. Uh, but it's like been like 18, 19 degrees. So it's T-shirt weather. So that's really nice. Nice. Yeah. And sunny. Yeah, really sunny. Nice. Yeah, gorgeous. So I was so there's some really nice coastline. And I like to go out to the coast when I get some time off if I'm not in the charity shop. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, this this place where I particularly like to go is really deserted. There's not many people there, even in the height of the summer. It's one of those places where you can know you can go and there's no, you're not going to be surrounded by crowds or anything like that, which perhaps isn't that good for a, an evangelizer or a missionary. So. <laughs> but you know what? The Holy Spirit can do anything, can't he? So. It's also nice to be in places that aren't super busy and crowded. Because as we talked about last time, when you're in a charity shop, there's other people around. It can be a little bit, you know, like some places are almost too busy. There's lots of people, but it's hard to have a have a good conversation with someone either. Yeah. So tell me what happened. Okay, so um, I not long arrived, and this uh, there's a little car park near a headland, and it's got a ticket machine. Everyone's got a ticket machine, hasn't it? That you have to buy a ticket anyway. <laughs> so off I trot to the the ticket machine, and as I get there, there's a lady. She was just walking away from it, and she didn't seem to have a ticket in her hand. So I just said to her, "Oh, is it broken?" And she said, "Oh, no, 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 it's not broken. Actually, she said I was putting my ticket." into the slot because I, I'm i leaving now and I thought someone else could use it because it's good for the whole day. And, and she said, here, in fact, you can have it. And I was like, oh, brilliant, thanks very much. I said, that's really kind of you. And she said, oh, no problem. And, and as she went to walk away, I just kind of threw over my shoulder, God bless you. And she'd already walked a, a, a few steps away and, and she looked at me and she put her hand on her chest and said, oh, thank you very much, I really need that. And so, you know what, when you've got a missionary kind of vigilance about you, you don't let moments like that pass. You know there's something going on. You get this heightened awareness that you need to ask a question. And she was a bit away from me. So I just shouted across, is everything okay? You know, I don't know that. I've never seen her before in my life. And she looked at me and and so I just stood there and she came across to me then and she went, Oh, well, actually, she said, um, my mother has had a stroke and it's not looking very good. She said she's in the intensive care unit. I've just brought my dad out this afternoon for a bit of a bit of a break, she said, because we've been we've been there. And, uh, you know, we just thought we'd get a breather. And, and so we come out for for some time. Yeah, I said, well, gosh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. She said, yeah, she's, um, she's in the intensive care unit, yeah. 
I said, well, how bad is it? And she said, well, it's a pretty severe stroke and she's 86. And I said, do you think she's going to pass? And she said, well, she said the next 48 hours are going to be quite critical because there's a possibility, a high possibility, that she'll have another stroke. And uh, if she has another stroke, the doctors have said that that's, that will probably be the end. I didn't interrupt her. She, she just kept talking and she was saying how she just carried on almost as if I wasn't there. And she was saying, I never thought this, it might come to anything this way, she said. So I didn't interrupt her because she was just, she was just in, in, in this way of speaking where it's, it's almost as if I wasn't present. But she, she said that I never envisaged that my mum might go this way. She said, I thought that she'd probably have a fall or something because old, older people tend to have a fall. And then she would go that way. And she said, it's come as a real shock that she's had a stroke. I just didn't expect it. She said, and my dad, my dad, he, he, he doesn't really know what's going on with it. You know, he's, he's quite confused about it all. And, and I, I then interjected and said, this must be very difficult for you. Are you managing okay? And she said, well, I'm kind of holding it together. She said, I live abroad. And um, she said, I kind of wish I'd done more now. And, you know, and all this, that and the other. So she's talking in this way. And, and I said to her, look, I said, um, the love between a parent and a child is, is like nothing, nothing else, is it? I said, when it comes to times like this, it kind of pulls you up short, doesn't it? And it's, it kind of takes stock of things. And she said, absolutely. She said, I, I really feel like that. She said, I've got a really high-powered job. I travel around the world, she said, and I, I'm very intent on my career, she said. And I've come home to visit mum and dad. And she said, uh, she said and I'm very tired some, a lot of the time and... I know I should have been more, I should be more attentive to them and I know that I should be more giving and I don't phone them when I should and, and, and I, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm quite selfish really. I said, but the important thing is the love that you feel in your heart for them and that you're there for them at this moment. This moment now is, is the time that we've got. And she said, oh yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. She said, I said, it's not the time for regrets, I said. I said that it's a time just to be with them and, and thank God that you're there to support them at this time. And she said, you know, she said, even though I thought my mum would have a fall and that might, that might be, you know, what happens finally, she said, do you know, I was with her and we were sitting having a cup of tea together, having the most wonderful conversation. And then she just suddenly started to slur her words and, I, and her face dropped, she said, and I, I knew she was having a stroke. Now, what were the chances that I would be with her when that happened? And I said, absolutely. I said, have you got faith? And she said, I have got some faith, yeah. And I said, well, you know, when you've got faith, you know that God, God never abandons you and he gives you what you need in the time. He said, no, you're here now. I said, you're here now and you're with your, with your parents and here to support them. And she said... <sighs> I hadn't even mentioned God at this stage. Not really. I haven't mentioned Jesus. And she said, I really needed to hear this, she said. And she started to cry. And I said, look, and I just got her hand and I said, can I say a prayer with you? And she said, oh, yes, please. I said a prayer. Honestly, I don't know where this prayer came from. Well, I do. but And uh, it seemed to, 
to hit all the right spots. And, and when, when I'd finished, she said, look, she said, this has been the most extraordinary encounter. She said, what are the chances of meeting such? She said that, yeah, an extraordinary yeah. encounter. She said, what are the chances of meeting someone in a place like this? He can give me what you've given me this afternoon. She said, you've really strengthened me in what you said. And, you know, in the prayer, I talked about how, G how we could love because God loved us first and he sent his son to die for us on the cross and to open heaven so that we can be all be together again through him if we make that choice one day. I said, you love us so much that you, get, that you shed your very blood for us. And she said, and that's just what, she said, that's just what I needed to hear. She said, do you think we could swap contact details? She said, because I don't, well, I wouldn't normally do that. She said, but I just think this is such an incredible thing that's happened. But I just feel I want to take your, and I said, yeah, sure. And I gave her my contact details, which I'm very, uh, you know, I don't do that easy, you know, obviously. But this lady I could see was very genuine and very sincere. And as it turns out, she lives not, not too far away from me. I said, don't suffer alone. I said, if you need prayer, I said, you give me a call and we can get together and we can pray together. And she said, that would be fantastic, yeah. And so she was, quite, she was pretty stunned that what God had done. And I was pretty amazed as well, actually. And, and we parted at that point. I gave her my number and we parted. But, you know, Michael, the thing, what do I wish I'd done? Can I do that now? Can I tell you what yeah. I wish I'd done? Because I'm sure reflecting. I prayed for her, obviously, last night. And I prayed for her again this morning in front of the Blessed Sacrament. When she had talked about what she regretted, I wish I'd talked about forgiveness at that point. And to look, take what she's learned forward, you know. Because I talked about, you know, we can take stock of our lives and look at what's important and out of, the, out of this situation now, you still have the opportunity to do something different. Your dad is still here. You can make sure. And maybe I didn't need to say those things anyway. Maybe she'll work that out for herself. But we learn. We have to learn. We don't lose anything. We learn from it. And we take that learning forward so that we can be richer, richer in our giving in the future, you know, as life goes on. We have to take that out of every given situation. Where what, what does this mean and what should I do? You know, those two little phrases from the Acts of the Apostles. And, and she has that opportunity, and we all have that opportunity still, no matter what goes on in our lives, to, to extract the, the little, you know, the nugget of gold and to, out of the pain and take it forward to be able to give in a greater way to someone else. So important, I think. So I really wish that maybe I had the opportunity to talk that through with her, but maybe I'll get that opportunity again. But the other thing I want to say about it is when you open yourself up to be, to allow the missionary heart to flourish, you get this super sensitivity to the way a person speaks, their body language, you know when to ask a question that other people might think was inappropriate or might just might not even notice that there was a question to be asked and and it becomes like you just there's a knowing in it there's a knowing that there's something more here something worth uncovering and I don't know how it, I, I can't honestly say how it happens but 
but it is it's like a, a honing of your spiritual antennae we always put it like that so um and it's definitely the work of the holy spirit absolutely without a doubt because i knew it in a flash in the moment as she walked away and i said are you okay is there, are you okay is there something you know and she immediately responded i've noticed that often in your encounters you you kind of ask bold questions or make bold statements and as I as I listen to them, I sort of say, "Wow, that was that was kind of bold." And yet, I've never heard you say that you like people kind of push back or are offended. Now, maybe you just don't share those stories with me, or maybe it's that with the Holy Spirit guiding you, you're able to ask kind of the more penetrating questions, and those actually are the ones that really bear fruit because they open people yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. And Michael, you know, it's it's a proven fact that it's it's how you ask something. It's the inflection in your voice, it's the look in your eye, it's the the you know, the the softness in the face, it's the you can deliver the same words in a sentence in different ways to, and it will have the same sentence and it'll have different effects. So you do get to know in accordance with the person that you're in dialogue with, what is going to be likely or how you say, how to say something which is likely to be acceptable to them. You do it, it just, but again, it's like anything. It takes practice and practice and practice and practice. And you have to be prepared that you, you might get it wrong sometimes. I remember talking about, now I look back at it and think how foolish I was, but I remember talking about abortion because obviously it's something that's very dear to my heart. And I wasn't in a condemning or, or anything like that, but I, I brought it into a conversation without knowing at all whether the person in front of me might have some personal experience of abortion. And the person just went white. And I knew instantly that I'd strayed into something that somewhere I shouldn't have gone, unknowingly. But it didn't even need to be in the conversation, really. I was using it to illustrate a point. And so that taught me hugely. You have to know who you're speaking to. You have to kind of get some understanding of the person in front of you. You have to listen really well before you try and make a point or have a strong opinion about something. You can have a strong opinion about something, but it's the method of delivery that is really important. And we learn all this in the Genesis sessions. But mostly, or we learn how in the Genesis sessions, but mostly it's going out and not giving up and just keep going and keep trying and keep being interesting, interested and keep caring and keep loving enough that you're willing to take a risk in order to help someone. And God knows what he's doing. He knows when, when you're going to get tripped up and when you're not. So he's got the plan, hasn't he? Well, and as you often remind me, it's not about us, right? It's no, about the absolutely. Other person. So, if we get tripped up once in a while or we say the wrong thing or we're a little bit embarrassed or things don't go well. All yeah, right, absolutely. That's what happens. Yeah. You come to enjoy it. <laughs> the embarrassment is like, oh no. Yeah, I haven't come to enjoy the embarrassment, but maybe you have. So Oh, the possibility anyway. Well you know right. you're you know you're you know, that you know, we always say that the fruit is beyond the what is it? The the comfort zone is the boundary beyond which the fruit lies. So you've got to step beyond the comfort zone to get the fruit, you know, to pick the fruit. So, But where did, in this conversation, where did you have to step beyond your comfort zone? Well, you know, there was a, there was a, a flash of a moment when I said to her, when I said, God bless you. And she said, oh, I really needed that. Now, there's a little bit of a thing there where it's like, 
do I have the right to ask her, are you okay? You know, that's a very, it's a person, I'm inviting someone to give me some very personal information, which I didn't feel embarrassed about, but I recognised it might make her feel uncomfortable to have to say no to me or reject me or, so you're mindful of those things all the time. So, so that, you know, that would be my flash of beyond where I'm most safe and comfortable you know it's better not to ask any questions like that and just keep myself to myself and give her a smile and you know and say a prayer for her when she's gone away that would be in my comfort zone wouldn't it every conversation we have is an element of an unknown of the unknown in it you really don't know where it's going to go we don't like the unknown generally speaking do we we like to know what's going to happen we don't want to go through a door that we don't know what's on the other side so and then that's human nature, isn't it? So every every you know conversation with a stranger has that element in it. We've got to get over ourselves. We've got to know that there's yeah. a, a greater good, a higher purpose. So very well, thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for listening to the Encounters podcast. We'd love to reach more people with these stories of encounter. You can help us make this happen by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts or by sharing this episode with a friend. Be part of getting the word out so that more Catholics can be inspired and equipped to be missionary disciples. God bless you.